Hey folks, this is our chat with Irene Diaz, and Irene is a singer-songwriter personality from Los Angeles. I've been following her for quite some time, and I'm really glad that I finally got a chance to sit down and talk with her. We were outside in a park setting, which was just really great, and it was a really warm day in LA, though. It was like 90-some degrees. Crazy. Um, our conversation, uh, as many of these podcasts are, pretty wide-ranging, but one of the things that we did talk a lot about uh, with a little more consistency is... Uh, just the production of music and uh, how she like thinks about her music and how she produces it and makes it and writes it. Uh, so it's a really interesting insight into her thinking and, and how it is that she crafts her sound. Uh, we also had two live songs, which was amazing. I always enjoy that when we're able to do that in a podcast setting. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Can you describe where we are for folks that can't see because it's a <laughs> podcast? We're at Deb's Park up in the hills of of Highland Park, um, Rose Hills. Yeah. Oh, Rose Hills is nearby? This is Rose Hills, I think, but it's near Highland Park. Okay. I'm thinking about the cemetery, but that's over in... Over yeah. Right, right. yeah. I don't know. This the community right here, nobody really knows about it or the name of it. Yeah. But I know it's Rose Hills. There's Highland Park. Herman, which is right yeah. over here, it's where I grew up, actually. You grew up in Herman? Yeah. It's like the weirdest little city ever. Yeah. Yeah, huh. it's like a little valley. Yeah, yeah, like nobody knows about it. Because I, I ran, I, ra I helped a state assembly candidate like 10 years ago, and he was from Herndon. That's where he lived. Wow. And so that's the only reason I knew about it, because otherwise you never hear about it. No, nobody hears. I always usually say I'm from Highland Park. Right. Because more people know of Highland Park. Sure. So. So why did you choose this spot to, to do this podcast? Um, well, Carolyn suggested it. Hey, Karen. I like it hey Carolyn. <laughs> hi, how are you? Do you want to say hi to everybody here? Hi, everybody. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with Irene? I play the ukulele, and I help on the business side of things, and just trying to be her right-hand woman. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Word. Legit, legit. <laughs> so you grew up in Hernan? Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman. 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 <laughs> Thank you. I don't mean to offend you. It's okay. Your upbringing completely. Um, so yeah, why'd you choose this park? Uh, I used to come up here a lot when I was a kid, and it brings a lot of memories of playing with friends, and mm. I just love it up here. I mean, I took Carolyn here the first few times we met, Aww. and I love it up here. You can actually see downtown yeah. from different parts. Not from here, because there's a bunch of trees, but spot. Yeah. you really have to hike up the hill. It's a trek. <laughs> It's a trek indeed. You'll run out of breath, but <laughs> it's nice. You can see the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. What else can you see from here? Um, you can see, you can see Eagle Rock. You can see the, what is it, the the mountains from here. San Gabriel Mountains, I guess. Yeah. Are they San Gabriel? I don't know. Like Altadena? Like Altadena, Pasadena. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can see that from here. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's a great, it's a great spot. It is a great spot. I like it. Thanks for bringing it out here. There's a pond up. There's a pond. There's a pond too. Are there like animals too? Turtles. There's people throw There's their turtles turtle? in there. Oh, I want to see the turtles. <laughs> it's a hike. <laughs> it's a hike if you want to do it. <laughs> All right, maybe not. It's like 100 degrees. It's oh really fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. I just came off the plane and it was 60 degrees when I got on the plane. I'm just a little, I'm a little confused. Oh my gosh. I'm a little physically disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about your music, Irene. What are you up to? What's what's that all about? 
I've been obsessively, obsessively listening to it for the last four days. Really? Yeah. I might sing along the lyrics with you. Oh, I don't my think God. I know them at this point. Um, so right now I'm just in between writing. Mm. Writing and more writing. I think also trying to find a producer, working mm-hmm. with different producers. So For new content? or For new content, okay. yeah. But I'm on my way to making an album, hopefully soon. Oh, a full-length album? Full-length, nice. yeah. So. You know, are, you, are you recording already for that? No, not yet. Well, I've tried to, you know, different producers and seen what works and what doesn't work. So, um, what does that mean for you when you talk about what works? Is it? I'm um, just the vibe. Uh, I mean, because I'm new at this, mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I've never really worked with anybody before. The EP that I think you were listening mm-hmm. to, right? It's on iTunes. So it was kind of self-produced. Okay. Uh, me and Carolyn just went into our friend's studio, and he engineered, and I just kind of figured things out. But the next approach I want to do is to work with someone and just be more intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What um. So it's so so for you, it's more of a feel thing with the producer. You just kind of see. It's a feel thing, but it's also, I think, musically to see, you know, the direction that I want to go with with my album. I I want more production on it, and what does that mean? Um, musically, uh, more layers, of music. more arrangements, okay. and you know, just I want to come out with something great <laughs> that I'm you know happy with and satisfied with. Yeah, huh. so. that was the feeling so far. Are you are you recording it? Or are you still so you're writing? You're trying out different producers, so that uh-huh. means you're not recording it, I guess. Yeah, I haven't recorded yet, okay. so. We'll see. We're just playing around with some content. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't recorded for the full length yet, so. How long do you think the process will take for you? Oh, goodness. It's been, um, I came out with the EP back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so we did a bit of touring, um, and it's been a process. I think the beginning of 2014, I was working, trying to work things out with uh, John Avila. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why would people know John Avila? Who's John Avila, he was the basis for Oingo Boingo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I tried working things out with him, and um, things just didn't work out. I wasn't... The direction that I wanted to go in was a little bit different, so I tried that out, and then just... Um, I don't know, I took a break. It's a, it's a tough business. It is a tough business. <laughs> You're trying to figure things out. Well, it's just, it's so, like, I'm on the, I think I'm on the back end of it, right? I don't really, I'm not a musician, but I work with musicians, and we talk a lot about mm-hmm. the industry, and I've been setting up shows both in the Bay Area and Minneapolis and hopefully in Los Angeles, and it is really hard, and it's hard to get your music out within a very sort of congested environment. Yeah, I think so. I think because so many people have, you know, I, I have, like, logic at home, and I can record myself, right. but to get... A, a sound that's presentable because anybody can record pretty much yeah. I just don't want to just oh, I just want to record yeah like I want to put something out that I'm proud of that I'm okay this is how I want my voice to sound right. oh that was a great performance by me oh okay that's it that's the one you know so that's the tricky thing with the accessibility because I also have a filmmaking background and the accessibility of cameras and how cheap cameras are so any person can kind of mm-hmm. put it, which is awesome right yeah it's important that people have access to these things but then it also means that you know, for every one decent video on YouTube, there's like 200 yeah. things that are nauseating. 
Definitely. And then within that, there's some really hidden gems that mm-hmm. people should hear or see. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so how would you describe your sound? There we go. Um, what, does it, what does it feel like to you when you perform it? To me, it kind of feels like... Some of my songs feel like you're sitting in a bar listening to somebody, <laughs> you know, sing and kind of like, like torch, like a torch singer. Mm. What, do, what do you mean torch singer? What's that? Like noir, uh-huh. like, like classic. <laughs> if you see some of the noir movies, yeah. like the old ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll see like some women just playing a piano and mm-hmm. singing and people gathered around. Like and a gentle spotlight over there. Yeah, someone's probably smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which I wouldn't want because I, you know, cough up. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta protect those pipes. Yeah, yeah, but I imagine it like that. Mm. Some of my songs. I'm sensing gloves too. Gloves? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never played with gloves, <laughs> but that'd be interesting. I guess you can. That'd be harder with a guitar, I guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. If you're just singing, yeah. Yeah, but some of my songs are kind of folky, mm. um, kind of uh, soulful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's really hard for a musician to describe their music. I mean, for me, I just write what happens, whatever mm-hmm. comes out. But there's certainly, there's certainly, I mean, it, it certainly, it seems like it's hard to describe, but it's also the case that, like, there's certain music that you're pulling from, right? I suppose. I mean, I listen to everything. Um, whatever I hear, I mean, when I'm, like, walking around and if I hear a song, it's like, I try to figure out, like, oh, it, it's hard for me to listen to music without yeah. me breaking it down and right. listening to the lyrics and listening to, oh, where they're going next yeah. and, and that. So. I'm a really terrible person to watch a movie with. Oh, so are I you the same way? Shots and yeah. Thinking about lighting. It's like, oh, isn't it interesting that they did this? And like, shut yeah. up. No, it hasn't. Oh. I'm watch my fucking movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. But yeah, you just have an eye for it. And it's, not, it's fun to think about. Like, I, like, it's not... Like, it sounds technical sometimes when I describe what I see in a film, but, like, it's really fun to mm-hmm. think about those things. Mm-hmm. That's how I enjoy films, right? Like, thinking about what the director was considering, like, how he, maybe he was talking to the actor to get whatever mm-hmm. he wanted out or she yeah um yeah it's fun definitely fun. yeah i'm always listening to like oh the verses and how long they go with the verses mm-hmm. um the pre-chorus mm-hmm. and all that and i think about phrasing too yeah right yeah i think about the rhyming and mm-hmm. all that so and especially like ex- with experimental music you think about okay there's some, there's a clash there like what are they trying to Mm-hmm. What are they trying to get me to experience? Like, what are they trying to pull out of me emotionally? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's so much intention behind it, too. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, it's funny because me and Carolyn have talked about it, like, how it's hard sometimes when you're a writer to enjoy music. Mm. You know, sometimes I like music that doesn't have lyrics. Yeah. Like, I'll listen to, like, electronic, because I get to enjoy it. I mean, I'm not trying to pick out what's mm-hmm. going on, but... When it's like an artist that that I like, or an artist that I'm like looking up to, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. But it's fun too. It's like yeah. you enjoy it and you like want to, in a sense, you know, be like them. Yeah. I suppose. Or at least draw something from yeah, them. Yeah, draw something from them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, I listen to other people's podcasts too, just to get a sense of like, because interviewing itself is a craft, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just pick up a mic and start interviewing folks. It's something you need to work at. You need to think about 
the direction you're taking the conversation, mm-hmm. just watching people's eyes and seeing you know, what they're comfortable with or what they're not. Right. So I like to listen to other people's podcasts just to get a feel for how I can work mine out a little more. Or even I listen to my podcast too, which sounds a little narcissistic, but mm-hmm. yeah, I gotta listen to myself just to review it. And yeah. Think about how I felt about it. I guess everybody does that. Yeah, they should. Right? Everybody. Everybody in their craft, except Irene. Except Irene. Yeah. What? Yeah, what do you mean? She doesn't like to. No, why? I do. Mm. Well, and she listens to her recordings, yeah. But like, I, I've told her she should listen to her. Like the raw. Her interviews and stuff. Uh, oh, that's, that's something? something I don't like. To listen to. <laughs> why? That I don't know. Uh, I, I probably won't listen to this. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's okay. But you know what? As long as you push it on right, your, I should. I should, but I don't know. I guess to like really see where what you're saying. Cause sometimes you do too many mmms and, and you yeah. know, you know. It's just it's distracting <laughs> to hear the fillers. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think I think uh, especially in the podcast format because it is a little longer and it's in a little more stream of consciousness, and it doesn't it's not as intimidating because you're not like in a studio. At least the, the way I do them, uh, you may find that you said things that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just kind of subconscious that are, that you know came to the surface. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that was an interesting insight into my own head. I mean, I know for me, like I've had a few interviews where I'm just kind of what is called word vomit. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> spilling everything yeah. that that wasn't even the question. <laughs> so maybe in a sense I should look back, but yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it's part of crafting the public persona, right? Yeah. There's, I mean, that's what you're thinking about. It, it's yeah. true. It's true because it's not all about just the music. Yeah, it's the brand. It's yeah. the identity. You know, it's all that other stuff. It's kind of objectifying in some ways and patronizing mm-hmm. others, but it's part of the industry too. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How about we play a song, Irene? That sound good. Sure. Let me talk about that. Oh, so this one is I Love You Madly. Um, It's the title of my EP. Breakfast down to you. 
striking about you is uh, your singing voice is way lower than your talking voice right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure I'm, I'm not the only person to notice that but. and I'm, I'm generally more comfortable with lower tones anyway so i find it comforting in some ways but uh yeah, it's interesting yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know where my voice came from i mean i never really took voice lessons oh you didn't at all no i I tried out. Well, I took a like a voice class in school one time, and like high school. It was in college, yeah. and it was. I I don't know. I sang "Over the Rainbow," and it wasn't good. <laughs> but I think, I think I've developed my voice through listening to artists that I've liked, and mm-hmm. I've imitated um, artists like Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. Sia, Furler, uh, even like guys' voices. Like guys like like Damien Rice uh, or Coldplay, um, but just imitating, and I think over time, I I think my voice is still developing. Sure, it will, which develop. is great, yeah. and right, right, right. I can't wait till I'm you know an older woman and I have this raspy you know, <laughs> voice. Yeah, because you'll start learning more about air production. Yeah, like, so yeah, you'll find you'll probably find lower notes in there too. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine and working your range and everything. Yeah. Because I guess that's the other choice musically is is uh, not only just like the kind of sounds you like, but also what fits well well with your register. Yeah. Um, so like Billie Holiday makes that probably makes a lot of sense for that. Mm-hmm. Um, just I mean I find too that like uh, I'm not a tr- so I, I like singing and I sing here and there, but I'm not trained at all, and so I like things that are slower because I can find the pitch a lot easier. Mm-hmm. If it's too fast, I'm not trained enough to like mm. do that. You know. I know. I'm making some songs right now that are a bit faster. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, learn about, like, my breathing. Yeah. Consciously. I mean, I haven't told Carolyn. <laughs> some of my songs, I'm like... <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Because they're a little bit faster. Yeah, those are all the little technical aspects you have yeah, to Yeah, so stay tuned for those. <laughs> <laughs> when they come out. Yeah. So, so uh, how, much you've been to- how much have you been touring? Like, where have you gone? Oh, oh man! It's Do you been... open for folks? Or was it was mostly just you doing your thing. Did I open? Oh have yeah. Have you been opening for folks? Or is it yeah, just I've been opening you? and and I've been doing my own shows. 
Um, I've opened for Leela Downs. That mm, was last really? year. Yeah, sure. Leela Downs. Wow. I did three shows with her in Texas. Or was it Tucson? Tucson. Uh, uh, was it? Oh God, what are they? Dallas and and Houston. <coughs> and that was a lot of fun. It was yeah. great because you know she brings out a lot of people. She's from Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. She's like Prince to Latinos. <laughs> Prince is a big deal in Minnesota. She's a big deal for the my Chicano sisters. Yeah, she's great. I mean, just watching her perform on stage and how much energy she has, it was really inspiring to see that. And her. your voices would be a good contrast, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she said that. She said that it, she thought it was a good pair, yeah. a good matchup of me opening for her and right. then her. So It opens up the experience for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was great. And you play nylon guitar? Yeah, this is nylon. Did you take lessons for that? You just kind of learned it? Um, I kind of taught myself, but my dad. My dad plays guitar, and there'd always be a guitar in the house. Mm. And one summer when I was a teenager, I decided to pick it up. And he showed me a few chords, and hmm. I just took off with it. And I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. I like the more nylon sound mm-hmm. than steel string mm-hmm. just because it's a lot softer yeah the timber's a lot lighter yeah uh, yeah uh, but you have to mic it though it's the only tricky thing you have to mic it yeah you have to mic you have to it that and then you learn you know like what sound guys are good yeah. <laughs> that can do it it's a little more technical for yeah, them it's, you don't just plug something in and, yeah it's interesting yeah. when that happens I mean because my nylon doesn't have you know, an you input. Know, yeah, right. I could put an input, but the guy suggested... No, you'll fuck with your guitar. Yeah, that it would mess it up, so... And you're comfortable with your guitar, you can't... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like this guitar. I imagine that would probably throw you off a little bit. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah, I got this guitar in Seattle. Hmm. It's an Alhambra. I like it because of the sound. Because the... I had a guitar before that was just terrible sounding. It was a nylon, but it wasn't good. And this one has a lot deeper tone mm, mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, it, and it, with um, nylon classical guitars, I think it takes a while to get it near enough to, like, know what sound you like. Like, you have to just play with a lot of them to get a feel oh, for like, yeah. what sounds good to you. This yeah. one's just kind of smaller, too, than, like, a full-size one. Mm-hmm. Is it? Or am I just tripping? I don't know. All guitars are huge for me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> for the record, I mean, how tall are you? I mean, oh, I don't want to tell anyone. All right. <laughs> I'm small. Just so people can visualize. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. People, you know, you gotta give people some level of uh, verbal cues. Who is it? Or not? Small like me. That's fine. What actress? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Yeah. Yeah. my sister's height, I think. Yeah. Yeah, our uh, our family photos. My sister's like four eleven, and I'm five eleven. My brother's like five eight. So our photos yeah. are just like both of us towering over her. Yeah, I'm around there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so if people want to see you perform, where would they go? Do you have a website, or is it just the Facebook page? Yeah, I have. Um, I, I found the website. I have my website and it has dates on there, but I usually post things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It says when I'm performing, I'll be performing next week. Where? Uh, at the Roxy, I'm opening for this guy named Jeremy Loops. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, he's from South Africa, so what? it should be interesting. Huh. 
Hello. How do these folks find you? They're just like, hey, what's up? What's you looking for this random dude? Well, it's Carolyn and Good job, Carolyn. my management team and stuff. So she has a booking agent now, so I'm pretty sure she does get shows. Yeah. Do you want to come in closer, Carolyn? We hear your voice. I'm trying to stand in the sun. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, <laughs> buddy. Mm. I guess maybe over is here. Is that good? Does that work too? So you have a booking agent now? What were you saying? Yeah, she has a booking agent now, but I think when we first met and during that first year, I was doing a lot of the booking and just trying to find shows. A lot, it was a lot just of a lot work. of cold emails. Just cold calling? Just yeah. Wow. Like, hey, check out this artist. She's, you know, L.A., native. How responsive are people? Because that's one of the things I've heard from Chicano Bama, and it's even for them, like initially before Coachella, it was really hard for them to get into venues. Mm-hmm. Because there was, a, there was like a concern that there wouldn't be enough, like Latinos wouldn't come to see them. Um, hmm. I feel like we lucked out and got some pretty sh- reputable showcases, like at uh, Room 5 and the House of Blues, like mm. really early. Yeah, House of Blues? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then must have been crazy. it wasn't the big room though. Okay. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but still, still, that's legit. But still, it was great. Your name was on the marquee, right? I mean, that's a big yeah. Deal. And we played early, and then a lot of people came. A out lot of people came to support. Nice. There's a lot of friends and and was it coworkers too? Yeah. Where do you all work? We work at a grocery store. Nice. <laughs> Everybody needs a day job, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because where we work, it's they allow us to have um, time off and the flexibility they the understand performing. like what we're doing because we both work at the same grocery store so yeah. and they're cool with it so they're down two folks when you, when you tour yeah yeah it's great I mean I don't think I'd be working there otherwise well you probably couldn't yeah. I couldn't probably quit at yeah. some point yeah. or get fired or get fired oh my yeah. god either way it's yeah. not gonna work are you, are you from Highland Park too Carolyn or her, mm. her, uh, Hernan Herman 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 no, I yeah. grew up in the IE, so like Riverside, oh, Colton. Yeah, right. yeah, but I've lived in LA for the past 10 years. Mm. So, I mean, LA was always like a second home to me, but now it's more like it's home. Mm-hmm. And now IE is like a second home. Well, yeah, I mean, because of all the just the crazy amounts of Latinos that are here, everyone has a connection to Los Angeles in some way. Yeah, I mean, my parents would always take us to Dodger games or, you know, we would go shopping in downtown or on Melrose or wherever. And um, I don't know, I just always felt connected to it, not just because of being, like, Hispanic, but I think being gay. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really a community for me in the right. IE. Yeah, sure. And I always, I don't know, I always felt different, not just because of that, but just because of the way I dress or, mm-hmm. you know, I like tattoos or I like just different things so I knew I wanted to come out to for the record Carolina has a bunch of tattoos in my right arm <laughs> yeah so I, I knew I wanted to come out to LA just because I knew that I would find Infinity. like my people yeah sure absolutely mm-hmm. did you not know that about her is that new yeah. yeah this is the funny thing about podcasts people find things out about each other <laughs> I love it I love it I'm building a little community here yeah it's great yeah no i mean it's it's um moving to minneapolis too i was that's the first thing i wanted I was like where the fuck is my community you know like i'm not i'm not gonna just live here and without because i grew up in la 90 percent latino schools i'm like i can't survive without a lot of spanish in my life and i found a community really fast yeah weren't you saying something about that like we were up north oh yeah because we went to oregon we went to oregon and, and 
I guess, I don't know. I think I said, like, I don't speak Spanish. Mm. You know, that that got lost with my parents. Or I mean, like my, second or third generation? Yeah, I, fifth or sixth. I mean, oh, okay. my, my grandma, even my great-grandparents were born here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't speak Spanish or anything like that. So it has nothing really to do with, like, the language. But I think I said to Irene, like, whenever I see someone with dark hair and dark eyes like I always feel like home mm-hmm. because you know, that's who we s- would see when we grew up was just dark hair and dark eyes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful like you know and so I think when we were up north I think I guess there are a lot of well, white folks yeah well, the majority is white <laughs> and I guess I was I yes, wasn't it's a lot like Minneapolis yeah I was yeah. intrigued and, I, and when we would see you know dark dark features I'd be like oh that's awesome like it's like okay it's like comfort right? yeah it's, it's very comforting right? yeah. mm-hmm. so I just kind of started looking into like the history of <clears throat> you know I guess the immigration and how that happened up there and mm-hmm. um, I mean I don't know like the whole story but I know that there's like one like a community in Oregon that like that's where Hispanic people yeah. flock to it's, I forgot what it's called there's a lot of migrant workers out there too yeah and that's in the wine fields and yeah yeah I forgot what the city's called. It starts with a W. Didn't yeah. they try to kick Willamette. them out? Is it Willamette? I remember you read no. something. What's the university near there? Well, that's the classic story, right? Trying to boot us out even though they need our labor. Yeah, well, it's just kind of like, oh, we, there's no more work. Okay, everyone has to leave. It's like, no, there's a lot of work. Now come back and do mm. the work. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things, you know. Yeah, you think about, you know, back then, like, I think I just recently learned which is kind of silly that, like, Latinos were considered white. Mm-hmm. And during the, civil, you were saying, during the civil rights movement, like, they weren't, they didn't really want anything to do with it because they were still considered white. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the 70s happened, you know, they were, being, they were not white anymore. <laughs> they were Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of joined forces, and that's where the whole Chicano mm-hmm. movement happens right mm-hmm. yeah and, it, and it, even on your, your death certificate now it still says caucasian mm-hmm. like that's all they'll mark us yeah it's so weird and then you know it's part of like how we divide black and brown folks that's right exactly <laughs> and our host is wearing a caucasian t-shirt yeah it's right my now. favorite t-shirt it's, it's made by a native american advocacy organization so the feather is dollar sign and it's like a white guy wow it's awesome <laughs> i wore my favorite t-shirt today now i'm out of minneapolis and nobody's gonna punch me for wearing this Oh my gosh. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things I realized, because I was like, why am I so uncomfortable every day? And then I realized just walking around <laughs> in Minneapolis, I'm just like, yeah, because in LA, like, I walk around, I can hear Spanish, there's all these brown faces, like, it's, com- you know, there's things yeah. that I recognize, and I go over there and I just see, like, white, unfamiliar faces, mm-hmm. very Nordic, I was like, holy shit, that really does get to you. You know, I didn't, I was like, whatever, I'm older, like, I've been out of my community for a long time, but mm-hmm. it still bugs me. I mean, you think about, like, what's happening over here is that in Highland Park, there's a lot of things um, happening. A lot of gentrification. Yeah. We've been writing about it, too. I mean, it's interesting because I don't really know how to feel about it. I mean, I know I can feel a certain way and take on other people's feelings. But I know in Highland Park, you know, it's right next door to where I grew up. And I pretty much grew up there because I went to high school there. You know, there was a lot of gang violence, mm-hmm. which, you know, my my brothers suffered from it because one of their friends got shot. Mm. 
like in the community and this happened in, back in 2003 mm -hmm. around that time 2004 and it was just you know a lot of gangs and and now it's like the neighborhood is hip yeah it's big college it's hip and coffee shops everywhere. there's yeah there's less violence which is great but a lot of people you know they were kicked out of their their businesses a mm. lot of people kicked out of their homes because they're raising the rents and stuff and there i think there just needs to be a balance mm. and i mean you can't really have balance when there's capitalism yeah because people want to make money right at whatever it costs I, yeah i think people don't understand that it's there's no feelings when there's you know, people trying to make money. Yeah, when you're building wealth, you're not building community. Yeah, no, not at all. No. And I think that's what's difficult. I know in Boyle Heights over here. It's picking up um, there too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, after there was the, a lot of people. After the Orange Line opened. Yeah, against, you know, people coming in and, and taking businesses away. And it's it's sad. It, it's cool that, that there's community and people for that. But over here in Highland Park, I don't think there was much of that happening. I feel like it just happened a lot faster or something. Yeah. The resistance just wasn't cemented in the same way. No. I mean, oh. it's great. I mean, I go to the businesses, like, over there, and I enjoy myself. I have to go to New York. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit that. New York? That one's been there for a, quite a while. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably newer or older than the other sort of yeah, layers of gentrification. Yeah, it's a lot older. Yeah. yeah, a lot older. But they, I mean, they do an okay job of like having like a like a Latino night, you know. Yeah. So you'd, like it's weird too is go to go there. I mean, I haven't gone there in years, but one night it's just all white folks like writing their screenplays or whatever. The next night, <laughs> it's a bunch really? of like, it's a bunch of like cholos like listening to 80s music. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. It's great. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> we we've written about gentrification a bit in Highland Park, and there's a lot of good writing going on right now about it. And now there's one particular woman like suckered people out of their businesses. Yeah, I read about her and on the LAist. Yeah, yeah, I wonder who she was. I know. I mean, they have her name there, don't they? I don't I know do, what I she think. looks like, but an old friend of mine wrote that article. Who was it? Uh, well, the one, the person that wrote the article, I don't remember the name though. Because I know one of our friends, one. Rafa. Okay. Rafa, what's Rafa's last name? He's he's a photographer, and he did. Mm, yeah, I think he yeah. was talking to me about it too. But. Yeah, Rafa did a lot of pictures. So even though I'm not, li I live I live in Minneapolis. I still stay pretty connected to what's going on here. Oh, that's cool. As much as I can, right? Cause I think most of my audience is from LA. Mm -hmm. Even though, yeah, because it's digital, right? Like, yeah. Anybody can listen to it, but because a lot of the content <laughs> is driven by my insight about Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's what people. That's what listens to it or checks oh, it out. Oh wow. So you're right. You're writing your audience, Irene. You're writing your audience. <laughs> the website. Oh. I don't know. I think something's happening, like in the city that we live in, that we just moved to. It's what kind city of is this? El Sereno. Oh yeah, I love El Sereno. So it's kind of like. It's I don't I don't know. Like. They haven't. They haven't figured out it's there yet. The all the wealthy hipsters, and I think they're starting to do now. It's happening. It's happening. Well, it's funny. It took them a while. It was like the last place. I mean, you see, like, a lot of, like, houses that are getting fixed up, which is great. You know, it's great. And I think rents are relatively so it's cheap. Stable. It's still stable. It's still a bit stable. <coughs> I think it's going to take a little little bit for El Sereno. Which, I mean, I want to bring this up because it's just, like, it's been on my mind. But, mm. like, some people moved next door to us. Mm -hmm. And they are white. 
Mm-hmm. And this one guy who's, I guess, a friend of theirs came into the grocery store that we work at and, like, saw that we worked there. And he was like, oh, hey, you know, and just started up a conversation with me. And I guess he's an artist, and I was like, we are just, you know, chit-chatting. But I guess he was going to do some sort of event, like, in the city, in El Sereno. But I guess it got shut down by, you know, people who are, like, against gentrification. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to me about it and, like, asking me how I feel about it or or asking if he if I could open up a dialogue which I'm like I'm I'm not much of an activist I mean I have friends that are activists mm. and I do support like when and where we can mm. but it was just really like awkward I guess just to be flat out asked like oh what do you think or like I was like are you trying to like form community and like trying to like are you trying to legitimate the bullshit you're up to yeah I was kind of like face, right? like, I was kind of I don't know. What's the intention? Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to, like, get on their good side? Are you are you wanting to open up a dialogue to where, you know, people can come together and, you know, because... And create something with you as opposed to just, like, accepting what you want to do. Yeah. So it's... We didn't really finish, finish the conversation because I was at work, but it was just kind of like, oh, wow. And it took me off guard. But I don't know. What do you think? What, what do I think about what? About him, like, just asking and... Oh, it's really problematic. Yeah, like, what? what's the intention? That, that, that's a question. What's the intention? What are you trying to do? What's the goal? And also, like, to expect us just to, like, do that for him, right? Like, I'm not going to be your ambassador. I'm not going to make it easier for brown people to, like, deal with you. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable, too, because I care about this community. Yeah, because, I mean, you want to open up the community to everyone. I mean, everyone should Absolutely. be able, but I don't know, just to, like... You want to create it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I mean, how does that work, though? What kind of event was it, I guess? Do you remember? Like art. Like, okay. I think he does music, so I think it was just going to be, like, just music. On some, like, abandoned, like, hillside or something mm. in El Sereno. I mean, that's, and that's, like, part of it, too, is you have to appreciate that you're not part of the community, and you really have to just humble yourself and, like, take some time to get to know people before you start, like, thinking about putting together events. Huh. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, like... I don't know, I've seen that. But I, I think, I don't know, the whole idea of, of, of pushing people out, I don't know, I think there does need to be some dialogue mm-hmm. and some form of, you know, respect on, on both ends because then things are just going to get, you know, you don't want angry situations. Art is art and you don't want that to be part of, part of something beautiful. Yeah, and I don't want people to lose their communities either if they've been there for like 30 years. Yeah, years definitely. It's their home too. Yeah. Just because they don't make as much money as you doesn't mean it isn't their home. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's a heavy subject. That's how, how we do on it, what that kid. What's up? Uh. No, and, and I think. Well, this is the fun thing about like a podcast in general for musicians, especially, is like. At least when I was young, like, I'd listen to these musicians. I'm like, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, what do they sound like? And they're just, like, talking about stuff. You know, so it's, like, partly why... They sound ridiculous. <laughs> you know, sure, but that's just fun to know, too. You know, it's just, like, partly why I like doing these things, because, like, you get to, like, get a feel for what's behind the music a little bit. Not to sound yeah. too cliche, but, you know. You know, there's a, per- a sense of the person's personality. Mm-hmm. So it, makes me, it just makes the music more identifiable, I think. You know, I think that helps the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of music, yeah. 
You want to do another song, Amy? Sure. What are you thinking? Sure, yeah. I'm doing my best not to look at you because I don't want to make you nervous. Oh, you can Is look that, at me. Okay. I don't know why I, <laughs> I, don't know why I thought that. Yeah, you're a performer. Why would I? I don't know. What's all this fuss? It's just a silly crush And what do I Another observer. Another observer. Another observer. I played classical guitar growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. So I get really fidgety, and so I still do like guitar fingering when I'm mm-hmm. just sitting and waiting for something. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that a lot. I'll do this. <laughs> you can't see it, sorry, folks. But, yeah. I stretch my hands a lot. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do you get cramps? No, I just want to keep, you know. Keep it fluid. Mm. <laughs> Fair. 
Um, so in terms of like um, what you're aspiring, so you're putting together an uh, an LP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you have? That you, what else are you thinking about? Any other talents that people should know about? Any other talents? Yeah. Any other fun things? Other projects? Aspirations? Oh gosh. Um, to do with the music or with that? Yeah, just general, whatever. Well, I like to fix up old things. Well, like what? <laughs> like I, I found this this table that was gonna be thrown away and. I sanded it down and I put lacquer on it and I oh, fixed it uh, up and nice. it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like working with your hands? Yeah, I like, I really like working with my hands. Mm. I like doing, I mean, I do art too. Okay, like painting or? Yeah, painting. I haven't done that in a while though, but I should get back into it. But I love painting. I love, I love eating Carolyn's food. What do you make, Carolyn? What's your what's your what's your go to? Mm. Mm, yeah. I don't know. What is the go to? Well, you made potato leek soup. That was wow, really good. Fancy. I made that last night. Nice. She makes really good vegan pozole. How is that? Hmm. I want to get. I've never had vegan pozole that I like. Really? Yeah. That's really. Maybe good. going to the wrong spots. What do you use for like a protein or like the way to your? piece of it just the the corn and just beans just the corn oh you put beans there yeah oh, oh and I put um kind of beans? kale and kale yeah kidney beans oh. just cause it's pretty it is pretty just cause it's pretty well yeah like the contrast of colors like the oh it's good the white it's delicious or also yellow hominy and then the red and then green it's very Mexican yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I guess I I'm sorry. sorry. Getting over a cold. <clears throat> um, I've been making like jackfruit. Have you What's ever jackfruit? I don't know what that is. It's a fruit from like Southeast Asia or like India. It, it it's in the fig family, but it's I don't know. It looks like a giant like papaya or something, uh-huh. but it has. Kind of looks like durian, but it's oh, not yeah. durian. It kind of has if. You can't, well, you can get it, like, you know, whole here. The only place I've ever oh, seen like it was in, was in Texas. Right, yeah. I've only seen it in Texas at a Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Not weird, right? Yeah, I was like, okay. It's huge. Like, you can't see my hands, like, I'm expressing with it. Right. It's see, pretty big. About this, beyond her <clears throat> shoulders. Yeah, like. It's about a foot and a half, I think. Like a baby, like a newborn baby or something. Like a newborn a baby. Very lar- that's a very large newborn baby. I don't yeah. Know. Oh, my God. That's, uh, not, it doesn't come out of anybody. Maybe like a toddler know. or something. <laughs> there we go. There like we go. A toddler. They, I think they can weigh up to like 20 pounds. This is the tricky thing about radio podcast stuff is you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of what you're gesticulating. Yeah. So you have to describe it. And I kind of forget. There's some dogs walking by us. Um, but if, we buy it canned here and uh, okay. it looks like pineapple but not the color. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a little like off white, like fibrous and yeah. So you have to drain it. It's a process. Mm. So you have to drain it, get all the juice out, and then you have to like chop it up and start. It's very stringy. So uh-huh. like once you start shredding it, it kind of gets. It looks like chicken almost, or like carnitas or something. So then you have to you know fry that up and then season it however you want to season it. I usually I've been using barbecue sauce, but I think I want to get like oh, I've used mole as well. Okay. So I, I kind of want to get like experimental yeah. like what sauces I can use yeah especially when you start like because I make one of this sometimes and 
that shit is crazy. There's so many different ingredients and different like oh, preparations yeah. for those ingredients. But you learn a lot about like spices and how to roast things because yeah. and flavors because you're having to interrogate every piece of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made uh, like jackfruit barbecue jackfruit sandwiches. And mm. I put it on mac and cheese the other day. Mm. Vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> like, we put that in the post. We're like recipes mm, with Caroline. Mm, with Caroline. Yeah. She's posted it on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. We'll have to put that in there, too. So I'm cooking, and she's in the backyard. Playing music or painting. Fixing up. Fixing up. <laughs> Sanding things. Yeah. You're going to have an Etsy store soon? <laughs> Am I going to what? Have an Etsy store, <laughs> Etsy an Etsy store, store? Yeah, soon. I've thought about it. You can sell on my website, it. too. I want to do, like... Have a sales page. I want to make candles. Mm. I wanted to make candles. I'll probably do that soon. Have some jars ready to go. Nice. You have a whole yard sale, yeah. You feed people and play music yeah. and sell candles right? and big-ass tables and shit. Oh, my God. Do it all at once. That'd be funny. Mm. That would be. I've been making donuts, too. Really? I, yeah. What? Yeah, we're, like, just baking and... Just doing all sorts of shit. Yeah. <laughs> we hardly have time for music. We're <laughs> cooking just and... Just other things. Yeah. But that's what feeds the music, man. You know, right. you need that nourishment, right? Yeah. Like expressive nourishment. That's Just true. Playing with food, right? Like playing that's with textures true. and flavors and, and all that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to eating a lot of food while I'm here. Oh yeah. It's gonna be important for me. What's today? Friday. It's Friday. Okay, you can go to. <coughs> Where should um, I go? If you're still in the area, usually there's a, there's this uh, vegan place. It's called Plant Food for People. Uh huh. And they're usually by Johnny's Bar, mm-hmm. right on York by the York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're usually right there, but they have these vegan I like Johnny's Bar. jackfruit tacos. Yeah, you try jackfruit. Mm. Yeah. All right, you sold me. Yeah, I'm good. Too. Yeah, they're really good. I'm committed now. Yeah, plant food for people. Nice. Why are you going to the York? Huh? Why are you going? To oh, in the past I would go. Oh, Not I thought you today. said you were going to go today. No, sorry, I might have said that because I mumble a lot, but. What I intended to say was that I used to go before. Oh. When was the last time you've been over there? Um, it's probably like a year, year and a half. You should go. Okay. You should look and see what's happened. That's changed? There's a lot of new businesses. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to check it out for sure. <laughs> we even saw valet. A valet? A valet. Yeah, like a From fucking place. where? For a pizza place. That's bullshit. It was, it was really, like, it was really crazy to see that. Hmm. A valet <laughs> in Highland Park. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a pizza joint. I remember that really crazy French restaurant that was like $60. Oh, it's still a, there. It's still there. Is it the bar? Yeah, bar? I think so, yeah. It was like $60 a plate or something. I was like, Jesus. I haven't, even, I haven't looked in there. You saw something, right? I'm going to look at the menu just because I'm curious, but I can't afford that stuff. Who's going to afford that? No, it's not this Who crew. lives in Highland Park now? I don't even know. Though. Not artists. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, artists fun, not fun people. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, my God. There's a donut friend that's really good. I like that. Mm. There used to be my friend got really my friends want the mountain. She got really sad because there used to be a, like a want the mountain bakery there. I played there. You did? Yeah, what, it was. Um, Wasn't that Sebastian's? El Chapin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played there before. And now it's I like I played like there a, when it was El Chapin. It's a coffee shop now or something. It's a uh, the Highland Park coffee shop. Yeah. Highland Park. Yeah. I think it's still owned by um because my friend's the family used still to. My friend's family owned. El Chapin, and they sold it to one of their cousins, uh-huh. and they made it into the Highland Park. So it's still in the family. Yeah, so it's still in the family, I think. I'm pretty sure. 
Someone drove their car into their storefront. Jesus, really? Like last week. What is right? going on? Yeah, I don't know why. I guess they didn't valet it pretty well, did they? She said that they were <laughs> no doing like, um, what is it called? Donuts. Donuts. They were doing uh, donuts and then they... The on York. York. Why were they doing donuts at, at York? At like, Some dummy. what, two in the morning, three in the morning? Quite drunk. Probably drunk. And then they crashed in there and like it caught on camera, so... Yeah, they probably caught them. I hope so. It's crazy. crazy. Mm. So we're about close to an hour. Is there anything you want to leave folks with, Caroline? <coughs> Is there any uh, businessy things we should attend to? Oh, businessy. When is this posting? I don't know. We can talk about that. <laughs> well, just because we're performing next week at the Roxy. I won't then, get done that fast. Okay. There's another show uh, <laughs> in Long Beach on November 17th. I can do that. I can I can work that. Yeah. And I think there's a, a tour happening the beginning of November up the coast. Up the coast of the, the west, west coast. Pacific coast. The coast. The coast. It's the west coast. I'm down. It's cool. I'm from LA. I'm from LA. The coast. The coast is the west coast. Yeah. So for listeners out there, you should check her out, Irene. Yeah, and I'll be playing new songs. You'll be playing new songs on that tour? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what, how enticing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so new songs. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, does anything you want to leave us with, Irene, before we cut off? Um, the... I'm so thankful that, you know, people are listening to my music, and thank you for following my journey, and thank you for interviewing me. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And if you haven't heard me, um, you can check me out at IreneDiazMusic.com. Mm-hmm. I'm on iTunes, and all of, I'm on YouTube. Oh, okay. And all that social media stuff. All that social media business. Yes. Of which this is a part of. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Irene. Thanks, Caroline. Thank you.